Hey, welcome to the Coach Bo Knows Podcast from the Studio Soapbox Network. I'm Coach Bo, Brian O'Connor. We're recorded live at the undisclosed location of the O'Connor Advisory Group Studios. You can check out all things O'Connor Advisory Group at OAGKS.com. You can interact with the show on Twitter and Instagram at Coach Bo Knows Show. Uh, check out our Facebook page. Just search for Coach Bo Knows. Uh, you'll get us there, and you can like that page there. You can also email us at coachbonoshow at gmail.com. This is episode 13. Uh, we're going to have an interview with Nikki Levine, who is the founder and accountability coach of Tribe, uh, which is a division of Lavelle. I think you guys will really enjoy this. But before we get too deep into it, I want to do something, kind of talk off the cuff a little bit, and uh, just want to say, look, we're in the holidays. Uh, Thanksgiving week is here. Uh, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas, and the holidays are all here. It's a time where a lot of folks have stress. They have stress about money. They have stress about what's the new year going to hold for them. One of the reasons I do this podcast is I want you guys to know that what I do here at O'Connor Advisory Group, I help a lot of folks with stress. I help a lot of folks figure out some things when it comes to money, whether that's setting up a budget, whether it's needing help with you know, retirement planning or just needing college savings, whatever it could be, whatever you're having a problem with. My services are free. I'd love to chat with you. So this holiday season, if you're thinking about some things, maybe you want to start out the new year in a great way and really make it a new year, new me when it comes to getting your money right, give me a call. Uh, One way you can get a hold of us, go to our website, O'ConnorAdvisoryGroup.com. The shortcut is O-A-G-K-S.com. On the top right-hand corner, there's a contact us. If you contact us, it's going to send the message directly to me. You're going to get a call from me, Coach Bo, myself. I'm going to reach out to you through email or phone, whatever you prefer. And I would love to chat with you. I'd love to chat with you, kind of hear about your situation and how we might be able to help you. So a little sidebar there. I wanted to put that out there. Holidays are here. Again, a lot of stress is coming. And I know a lot of folks listen to this pod because they get some some things out of it as far as the positivity and some of the stuff we're doing. And I just wanted to throw that out there to everybody. So uh, sit back and enjoy this interview with Nikki Levine. Hey, welcome in. Uh, Today we've got a really cool interview. Uh, Nikki Levine is with me. And Nikki Levine is the accountability coach and finder of Tribe. Uh, My experience with Nikki is uh, she's a a, a weight loss guru, probably the best way I put it. But what I really love about Nikki is she has this magnetic personality and she's really used this to be um, a coach and, and really accountability coach is a great way of putting it. I love that title. So uh, welcome, welcome first off, Nikki. Thanks for coming in and spending some time with me today. Absolutely. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So, uh, hey, I'm going to get started here. Where did the idea of starting Tribe come from and uh, where did the idea of being the accountability coach, where did that come from? Great question. Um, you know, you and I have known each other well before I was, yeah. you know, in a direct sales company, which yeah. I had not the highest uh, respect for people who were the head vampires in direct sales companies. And they, yeah. they would slither around from lawn chair to lawn chair trying to get people to buy their products. Um, so it's ironic for me that I'm here because I did not have the best taste in my mouth about that style. But you and I have been entrepreneurs for a long time. And when you, you know, run your own brick and mortar kind of business and you have to do everything on your own, 
all of a sudden you have a completely different respect for when all those hard things are done for you and you could, you could just do the fun part. So for me personally, the transition came, uh, after I had my second son, they couldn't control my hormones and had me on so much stuff that I got up to 255 pounds. And so I was in so much pain and trying every different diet under the sun. And it wasn't until I found one that included an aspect that none of the others did, which was accountability. So I had a daily tracker that I had to write down my weight every morning. And then I had to send a picture of that tracker to my coach and air quoting. Um, His name was Jeremy White and lived in Kansas city. And I never even got a chance to really meet him. And the way I had this additional sense of keeping my head on straight and that even one bite was going to show up on the tracker and I didn't want to have to, you know, dread the red and circle it in red and then have to explain what I did. Um, Every morning, knowing that he was going to guide me if I did have a gain on the scale and let me know that it was the skin catching up or that I had a cycle coming up, even though I had had a hysterectomy. So all of that was really um, overwhelming and things that I was never able to understand before. And I just thought there was something wrong with me and then I would quit the diet. So understanding uh, my relationship with food. So the psychological part of it, um, all of these components that helped me lose a hundred pounds in about 186 days, uh, super fast, then an entire new strategy that I had no idea about how to lock it in. So it wouldn't come back. And that was about seven years ago. So all of those foundations that helped me get to the end of my journey are what I built on to, uh, to amass this 5,000 member team nationwide. Okay. So now I was, my next question was how many members do you have on the team? 5,000 members in seven years. That's pretty impressive. You know, it's, I have found, I've come across people who do uh, some sort of direct sales. I know you partner with Lavelle and I have seen them go usually one of two ways. It's either they just are done in 60, 90 days, it's just not good. Or if they're successful, it's because the products are secondary. It's you have to provide some sort of benefit. You're, you're actually looking at this and saying, okay, here's the things we use to get there, but there has to be something added, some added benefit, which you figured out. You're absolutely right. You can have the best products in the world, but if they're too hard to take and you got to carry stuff around with you and it leaks all over your car, yep. if it's even remotely complicated, people won't do it. That's exactly if it's right. easy and it works, but nobody can afford it, that's not going to fly. It doesn't, yeah. then, then it's only for the very exclusive who can afford it. And all of those three things have to be working in conjunction with each other in order for you to have faithful duplication. And we got very lucky that by the third company looking for a vitamin delivery system to fill our nutritional gaps, it just happened to be the one with the most aggressive compensation plan that I've ever seen in all direct sales companies. That helps too. So when you talk about how to keep people engaged... Yeah, that's what this is. This is huge. Um, And the reason I call myself an accountability coach instead of a diet coach is because accountability means more than just the numbers on the scale. 
And when we get somebody like the girl who came to me yesterday and said, you know, in this quivery voice, I need to lose a hundred pounds and I've seen what you guys can do. And I'm tired of failing on my own. It's time that I set down everything I think I know about what needs to be done and completely submit to your process. And that was a beautiful thing because when people stop fighting me is when we have results. And so it was, it was awesome to be able to show her pictures of where I've been and let her know that I got her back and that we can do this together and that she needs to find a size six pair of pants, which is going to sound crazy because she's in a 22 right now. But all of the things that I learned on my journey are what I impart on her. But the accountability part is more than just a diet. When you also come alongside somebody and say, let's talk about the side effects now. And they're like, ah, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, there's a real good chance that you're going to end up with a brand new car. And they're like, wait, what? Wait, hold on a second. And I'm like, let me tell you about my new Lexus. And let me tell you about my dead father-in-law's vehicle that I was driving before this. Yeah. And so it's not just a matter of, I used to have a size 22 rear and now I don't, it's bigger than that. And when you show them that when, you know, we're not selling fingernail stickers or eyelashes or anything like we are selling a visual result that cannot be argued with. So rather or not, you say, I'm going to do this as a business, or I absolutely will not. When your pants fall off at work and when you show up for the holidays and your family can't believe that that's actually you, it doesn't matter if you intend on doing this as a business or not. Yeah. You're going to have to have a conversation with people that's about probable. what you're doing. Yeah, that's yeah. where I was going with that is to say, hey, you know, it's not always about trying to build the business. Sometimes those things are going to come on themselves and it's just going to be, you're going to keep writing down business wise, but it's not a matter of if you're not it's selling. always a matter of when. Oh, I like that. Yeah. And um, I think when you tell people that you release this weight that they may have previously thought like the, the old um, adage that you need to give me a list of 10 of your family and friends and yeah. I'm going to call them. Oh my gosh. Absolutely not. That is the farthest. In fact, we spend a lot of time letting people know that it's seven ways to Kevin Bacon. The first people that message you are going to be like your sister's brother's dog groomer's ex-husband. It's going to be the weirdest array of people who reach out to you first. And it, it releases this weight from them that they have to find people because we don't sell. We tell, we tell our story and we never, ever say, ask me about my products or anything yeah. salesy like that. Absolutely not. Yeah. I just, I agree with you hundred percent, you know, and it was funny. I was in a meeting. I'm going to tell a little story here. And I think you'll kind of relate to what you're talking about. I was in a meeting this week and with a, with a networking group I'm part of, and we were doing this little thing, a little activity. And in the small group I was in, we were supposed to say, well, what products do you sell? And I was like, you know, I purposefully don't talk about products in that group or in any thing because when I'm looking for other business, I don't sell on products. It's just what we're the products are be different for you than it is for somebody else and for someone else and everyone else. What we're really talking about is what are the needs? What are your individual needs as a client? And from there, we custom design something for you. 
And I have seen that in my industry where someone says, well, we just do this. And that's all they do. Or we just do this. And that's all they do. And, you know, I've seen so many folks that are kind of, and I don't want to lop you into that mix of multi-level marketing stuff because I don't think it's fair. Um, what I've seen in, in a lot of those is people who just say, well, I got to sell bundles and I got to sell this, move the product. But what they're not doing is they're not adding value. They're not saying, hey, let's find the need first and then see if the products help. Yeah, you're absolutely right. We want to get everybody on the phone. We want to know them at a personal level. And I spend, when we talk about accountability, I spend a significant amount of time teaching the coaches under me that they came to us because they saw our results. Yeah. But when we visit with them, we may find that, yeah, yeah, they want to lose weight, but what they real, their burning desire is deeper than that. And a lot of times the weight gain is a, it's not the root cause. It's just a symptom of something deeper. And when we dig in with these folks, we find that their relationship with food and what caused them to be where they are actually stems from a deeper place, like a financial frustration or never being able to finish school or worried about how they're going to pay for their kids as college. And when you dig in with the heart to change their life, the way yours has been changed, then all of a sudden you develop a relationship that is different than just a sale. And we are extremely lucky that we have three very amazing co-founders with our company and their, their heart shines through in every single thing they do. But one thing that really struck me early on in my journey with them was um, the statement that you can pay a bill with a sale, but you can pay off a home with a relationship. Yeah, And that was so much more impactful. It's, it's very much like what you were saying. Don't yeah. just look at, I need X in order to have Y this month. Look at whose life can I change yeah. to the point where you can't argue with a new house and a new truck yeah. and a new body and a new life. You can't argue with that stuff. Yeah. What, um, as far as how have you evolved as a coach over the years? You've been doing it for seven years now. You built this big group, but how have you personally evolved from the beginning of being a coach to now being this really successful leader? Evolution is a beautiful word. Um, I feel like I am constantly striving to learn new tools to put in our toolbox. Um, I am bringing in, I'm bringing in new uh, people who they are the the masters of their domain. Mm -hmm. And I am bringing them in so that we can pick them apart. So uh, next Tuesday, for instance, I'm featuring an accountant that can give us the ins and outs of making sure that we are doing everything right and how to avoid an audit because it is a new realm for a lot of people who have never been a 1099 before. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these folks, I mean, I'm talking about incomes that double every year. So hopping into the next tax bracket and how to prepare for that on such a quick level is something that I need my team to understand. I can't let that be why anybody ever gets broken. Yeah. So uh, we have a girl who does hypnotherapy and she's going to talk about how to trick the mind into success. So as an evolutionary process for me as the coach to the coaches 
It's constantly finding that next thing that's going to help somebody not quit at whether it's pursuing the business or, you know, pursuing that size in the back of their pants. How can we continue to stay at the forefront of helping people be successful? Okay. Sorry about that. Um, hey, okay, my next question on that is, so I, you had a lie there. You're one of the things about you're learning new tools so that you can help people. So that somebody does not help people and somebody not quit. I love that. Um, when you, how do you take or help someone who you know has some ability? Um, let me rephrase this. I always say when I was coaching, when it was you know, in sports, I looked at each, each player individually. And my goal was, I knew there was a certain ceiling athletically for a, for a football player or a back baseball player or whatever. And I said, hey, my goal was to get them as close to the top as they can possibly get. They get the most of the tools given to them. It, it's very hard to get somebody above that. It, it just sometimes it's just not going to happen. Um, it's very rare when you have, when you have world-class athletes. But what I learned was especially working with younger uh, athletes, you know, like high school age athletes, was that you're just trying to teach them lessons and tools to take with them into their life, their adulthood and get them as close to that ceiling. What do you do when you see someone who you see the ceiling, you see this is where they're capable of being, but they're down here. How do you help someone who's in need, but maybe doesn't even know that they have some more capabilities to them? You're, you're absolutely nail on the head right here is identifying the next leader and they don't know what we know. I joke all the time. I've seen this movie and I even have a belt buckle that some of my girls made me that says this ain't my first rodeo (laughs) because I will identify people and, and let them know that I need you to be on the Tuesday night coaches zoom. And they'll say, but I'm, I'm not even a promoter yet. I'm just still a customer. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. And everyone's like, here we go. Because they know what it means when I call somebody out. So we have set this precedence amongst the tribe that leaders emerge and I cannot teach heart. I can teach all the tools in the toolbox. But if you don't start with the heart of a coach, then we're going to see you fizzle out. And so we don't necessarily, uh, you know, when, when, when somebody fizzles out, they often go back to their old tired ways. Uh And if they never had the heart, if it never showed through, then we, we don't waste any time. We're bye. Bye Felicia. We're yeah. super okay with the idea that this journey is not for everybody. Okay. Um, I feel like next. when we talk about my evolution as a leader, being able to know when it's okay to let go and really teach the team how to value their time. Um, I also teach with memes. I know you have a teenager, so mm-hmm. he probably speaks fluent memes. Yep. Yeah, and watches the the juicy memes. Yeah, that... memes and, and TikToks and everything. I mean, yeah, I do it all the time. But I do it with buddies now. Yeah, uh, you know, I saw one over the weekend where it was like, hey, you know, I liked I I liked this TikToks. So I sent out to ten or twelve of my friends. You know, that one happened to be a kid that I knew and was like, hey, look at this. This is what the kid's doing and, and that kind of thing. But um, I very much teach with memes because yeah. the 
I think a photo is worth a thousand words uh-huh. and to convey a, an idea or a concept in one flash rather than a whole bunch of words uh, has been way more beneficial for me uh, dealing with this many people. And one of the ones that I just made that is probably the one that is most near and dear to my heart is called Time Tokens. And the graphic started with a handful of Chuck E. Cheese tokens. And then I changed what was on them to have a hourglass. And it says Time Tokens, non-refundable. And so the idea is that when you're coaching someone, rather it's through the diet or through the business side, and you find that you are, you're spending a significant amount of time tokens on somebody and they're either giving you excuses to continue their current behavior or they're not transferring this light. Um, You know, again, you have a teenage boy, so you totally understand the the Kamehameha where you, you channel all this light and then you blast it out at somebody. The idea that as a coach, you spend a significant amount of time teaching all these tools and all of these principles with somebody, you want them to be able to take the full blast of that and then to have faithful duplication so that they can push it on to their next leaders and it will keep duplicating from the original light. When you find that you have put a significant amount of time into somebody and it's just not transferring or it's not yielding results is when you really have to ask yourself, I don't get any of those tokens back, Yeah. but what I do have control over is the ones that I give them in the future. Yeah. And so some, some strategies that I try to get coaches to understand instead of getting butt hurt, for instance, when you can't get somebody to the end of their journey, or you can't get them to listen to your words is to connect them to another leader. Perhaps everything you say that's correct won't get into their head, but it will when it comes from Clinton or Bo or Jen or any of these other leaders who could say the exact same thing on the right day when you said the right thing on the wrong day. Yeah. And, and it doesn't matter who gets them to the end of their journey. All that matters is that they got there. It's a lot of that is finding the right. Sometimes it's not the message it's the messenger. Absolutely. I I think any parent understands that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, you know, again, I, you know, I have a, you know, 19 year old son and it's, I can tell my son a hundred things. I can tell him the same thing a hundred times. But if my buddy who is a mentor to my son tells him the exact same thing, he will listen to that person before he will listen to me. You're absolutely right. The psychology behind this is so deep and varied and we call it setting a positive booby trap. So if you okay. know that there's a pitfall coming okay. or we just had one, and let's say for, for instance, if uh, somebody had red on their tracker and they had a gain and they're very frustrated, we're going to want to dig in and, and say, I know that this is not fun, but we have to talk about it. Why did we have a red day? Did we eat something off the food list? Yeah. And a lot of times you'll hear something like, you know, we, 
we had, we were out at the ball fields and they ended up winning and we ate through all the food we brought. We didn't have any water left. All that was there at the ball fields were hot dogs. I did the best I could. So in that instance, you want to make sure that you put your bun on and you're not just delivering a crap sandwich. Well, you know, you shouldn't eat that. You should have planned better. You have to put your bun on in order for them to receive it and not just be like, I'm already hurt. I don't want to hear what you have to say. This isn't working. I quit. And so you want to go straight for that, but you know that it won't be received. So when we say put our bun on, we start with, oh, lady, I can imagine how stressful that's got to be, but I'm so proud of your dudes that they made it to the next game. And that's so awesome. As a mom, you have to be super proud of that. And then you put in that that crap. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I I once heard someone call it the Stewie Griffin uh, compliment sandwich. Yeah. You ever watch Family Guy? You know, it's like you give them the compliment, you, uh, you put the bad news and you give them the compliment at the end. Absolutely. But anytime we have an experience like that, we want to learn from it. We want to set a positive booby trap. So in this case, we want to dig in a little bit, even though it hurts and find out what could we have done different? Well, she didn't know anything about our recovered meal replacement shakes. So throwing some of those in there, making sure that all the other kiddos that are at the ball field all have their own sparkly water bottle so that they're not drinking moms. If we don't set positive booby traps and we just say, Oh lady, I'm sorry. Hopefully it'll be better tomorrow. Then we won't learn and we won't evolve. Yeah. I I heard something here. I wanted to ask you about this. Um, I heard something recently. So, and a lot of what you do is help people with weight loss. I was talking to someone who I like and trust here and uh, was saying, and what I had said was I've got to get back to this. So something about me physically. So I'm, I'm, working on trying to get back to a certain amount of strength and flexibility since I had my neck injury and I'm back. And she made the comment of, we don't think about going back. Just think about moving forward. And it never, in all that time, you know, I'm, I'm 46 years old almost, and I've never thought of it that way. I never thought of it as you can't go back. Because going backwards is a negative mindset. It, it really is going forward. Have you ever come across that? Or do you watch your language in that way? When dealing, You mentioned a lot about keeping the messages positive. Do you even you know, remind your, your coaches and even your people you're working with, your clientele, you know, don't think about these negativities and, and, and hear some of the language and talk about that a little Absolutely. bit. Absolutely. Manifestation is huge. And we have lots of resources. Uh, we, we joke that our resources available to somebody are like a buffet uh-huh. and you can walk up at, with your empty plate. And there's some things that you're like, man, that's not really for me, but there's other things that you're going to take as much or as little as you want, as often as you want. But what you don't get to do is sit in the corner and pout that you're hungry. And you also don't get to bring your own lunch. Don't reinvent the wheel. The resources that are available are there because many leaders have taken their time to let you know what they've learned from the bonks on their head, what worked and what didn't work. So go straight for the gusto, go, go for what is going to work. And one of our resources besides our accountability page on Facebook is another page called I am. And the concept is I am strong. I am brave. I am debt-free. 
And this so talks about like what we were talking about earlier, where how do you get someone from, I just want to lose weight or not be on my blood pressure medication anymore to, I am closing on a $300,000 house. And the answer to that is this manifestation, the visualization of we're not going back. We are going forward. And in order to go forward, we have to be insanely specific about what we want. It's not, I want to lose weight. It's I want to lose 30 pounds by Christmas. It's not, I want more money. It's I just wrote a check to my future self for $4,000 a week. And, and those things feel bizarre when you first do them, but we have a lot of resources like, um, you know, there's the, I am group where we talk about homework. That's daily homework. Um, you know, figure out something that you can do today with your arms and your legs and your time that you will be proud that you did. Um, anthems, you know, music that you can put on when you feel like the world is crushing you and you have to be aware that those brain chemicals will perpetuate if you don't figure out how to stop them. So little tricks that can keep you moving in the direction of your dreams, but then also, uh, accountability party, uh, partners, just like we have with the tracker, you send your weight every morning. We also have on the business side, as far as these are the, the folks that I communicated with today. And, and we have people who send pictures of those, uh, trackers each day, but also the 10 monthly, I am paying off the best buy card. I am finishing raking the backyard no matter how big or small those things are, the idea that you are putting it out in the universe, that you have accomplished a goal and then having people hold you accountable to that. What I find that's most interesting as a leader on that aspect of things is that we have a monthly Zoom. First Thursday of every month is where we go over these I am's from the month before. And you take someone who is so broken when they first start this journey that, you know, we ask them to write 10 goals and they say, I just, in their quivery voice, I just need to lose weight. And I'm like, give me more than that. And they say, well, it's always the hottest fires burning. I'm getting collection calls every day. I'd really love to pay off my best buy card. And you start with these little, these little bitty things that you have to pull out of them, like, like thorns almost. And then in such a short period of time from embracing this power of manifestation and visualization, you have this person who has a passport, who just earned a trip to Punta Cana. And it's like, who are you right now? It's amazing. It's beautiful. I love that. I love that. I love everything about that. And you mentioned the goal setting and um, I'm a believer of smart goals. You know, specific, measurable, attainable, attainable realistic, exactly. and timely. Um, is that? I mean, that seems like you're, you're that's what you're trying to get people to break it down to is those kind of smarter goals. When someone's saying, you know, it's not about, you know, yeah, you may have a long term goal, whether that's you know lose a hundred pounds or you know uh, become you know successful in some way, has to be measurable in some way. But it's there's these interim goals, and I like that you're doing that. That's a great thing. You're absolutely right. I feel like um, I'll extrapolate something. If you you work with a team and you have them do these goal boards, 
a lot of times these are photos that we pull from Google and stuff that are other families' vacations and other people seeing the Northern Lights. Um, one thing that I really um, like to strive to do is, you know, I'll Photoshop somebody's face onto the wedding dress in the magazine and let her visualize and really mentally put herself in that body, in that dress, yeah. in the size nine, not the size 22 Yeah, and show yeah. her. Okay. I love that. I love that quite a bit. Let me ask a couple of, a couple of, um, when you, you've been doing this for a long time, seven years now you've been coaching, doing this. How have you learned from failures? I like to say that failures are just the bricks that build the stairs moving forward. But, um, you know, what have you learned from, and I don't even like to say it's failure, just when you did not accomplish a goal or something like that, you come, you come up a little bit short. What did you learn from those situations when you, when you sure. build adversity? I think, first of all, when you go into it, uh, changing the language, instead of a failure, it was an obstacle. Yes. And, and you learn from obstacles. Failures, I feel like uh, it almost means that that's the end. Yeah. And that, that you didn't, you didn't achieve anything and every single one of what could be considered my failures. Um, we learned something from it. And yeah. I have almost got to the point where I've trained myself and the coaches that when you have one of these experiences, so we'll just say, for instance, uh, with a person who, you know, lies or lashes out or, you know, hurts you when all you've been doing is trying to help them. Um, this happens because, you know, we're dealing with sugar is seven times more addictive than cocaine. We're, we're dealing with addicts and we're dealing with people who at the root of it are broken and it's bigger than anything that we're qualified to handle. And a lot of times when those folks relapse, it's way worse than cocaine or alcohol and they take everybody down with them. Yeah. And when, when you have your first experience with someone like that, it is so raw and painful. And what I have learned as a leader is that we have to figure out how to identify when these folks start this behavior yeah. and really intervene and make yeah. sure that it doesn't get to the point where, you know, it's going to cause somebody to get suspended or fired or blocked on Facebook or have sure. some sort of, you know, yeah. really bad experience where they jump ship because of somebody's actions. Yeah. And I think those experiences float to the top for me as far as failures, because they hurt so much more than just, I didn't hit that rank when I wanted to, sure. yeah. or I didn't hit that trip or something yeah. like that. Um, those failures come from a place where, you know, the last one that we had was specifically painful because she was very close to so many of us. And she so vehemently is trying to take people with her and all of them are failing their fate. We visually can see them gaining their way back. Yeah. And I have the crystal ball. I can see the back office. I can yeah. see that their numbers are just tanking left and right because of their behavior, but there's nothing that any of us can do or say to stop this hurricane of destruction, except for to try to learn from it. 
And so a lot of the positive booby traps that we've learned from these horrific, what, what would be considered a failure are the things that when we begin to see this behavior in someone else, we come around them in a way that is we just bombard them with love and light because we know what could happen if we don't. Great. I'm going to take us here and kind of wrap us up here in a couple minutes here, but I wanted to ask, what is the, um, what is the feeling or what is the, give me an example, or maybe your, your favorite success story. Oh my gosh. It's obviously Rachel Derringer. Okay. She, she is one of my favorite people on the entire planet. Um, Rachel, very much like me was, uh, you know, she was 309 pounds. I was 255 when I started, um, told by doctors that the only way you're going to get it off is, um, surgery, which is scary. I mean, you know, you know, Scott, when he went through all the gastric stuff, I have to sign waivers saying, I understand that he might die on the table Yeah, and that would leave me being a single mom. And that's terrifying. So, you know, just like me, she tried every diet under the sun only to have, you know, a padded dry piece of bacon with trim, healthy mama sent her to the emergency room for blowing out her gallbladder. And that was another huge expense to her family. But when I found Rachel, you know, she had had to save up for four months to even get started. And so finances was a big deal. Um, She was, you know, paycheck to paycheck, putting groceries back if there wasn't enough money. And this woman, when other people made excuses, she made progress. And when times got tough, instead of running away from me, she ran toward me. And, you know, I remember one night in specific, she, she cried on the phone with me over cheese and crackers. And I've been there, man. And I told her exactly what was going to happen if she ate it. And, and we got through it. So she lost uh, almost 180 pounds. Wow. In a little over a year. Wow. So super fast, no surgery, real food, no exercise, because that sent her to the, the doctor too with a sprain. Um, so, so we had a, an incredible success story as far as the scale and the original objective. But when people began to see what was happening with this stay at home mom, homeschool mom, um, you know, she didn't have the, the sorority sisters or a big family that joined her sure. or friends or church. None of these people joined her. It was all this seven ways to Kevin Bacon kind of people that would see her light on Facebook and reach out and want change just like she yeah. was doing. And she learned everything through her journey that was able to impart into them and make them successful. And now She's the one who just closed on that big, beautiful dream home, big, beautiful truck that the company pays for. And the worries are so different than they were when we started. And the woman that she has become is she, I mean, she was always in there, obviously, but this person who knows who she is and can, I mean, it's, it's not about the money but you yeah. can't live and you can't give without it. Yeah. Okay, Nikki. So tell me how, if someone wants to get some help from you, uh, they want to reach out to you, what's the best way someone can reach out to you? 
Absolutely. Honestly, the best way to get a hold of me is through Facebook Messenger. Okay. Um, I, I use Facebook a lot, not because it's, I mean, I know all the kids are on Instagram, TikTok, yeah. stuff like that, but Facebook for me, I can compliantly have my closed yeah. group there, my videos that are very, yeah. you know, helpful and real, and we can easily share and access photos so that they can come okay. back and look at them easily. Um, or I mean, on, you have a page on Facebook. I do not have a, like, uh, just your personal page. I just, it's just my personal page. Okay. I, I believe, will put that in the show notes. Oh, I appreciate that. I, I don't necessarily believe in that kind of uh, I'm special page because yeah. I have, I have messaged several people from that and they mm. never respond because they say they don't check it. Yeah. And I don't ever want that to happen to me. I never yeah. want anybody to fall through the cracks. You mentioned compliance. That's one of the problems I have with social media is that there's only certain things we can do compliance wise, especially on my end because the security stuff. So I understand. You're that. absolutely right. And the, the beauty yeah. of our closed Facebook page is that we can be authentic over there because yeah. you have to have an account with okay. us in order to, uh, be on that page. Okay. Well, then I will get you, we will share you on the, in the share. So if you're looking at, you want some information, you want to chat with Nikki, uh, check the show notes. We'll have a link in there for Nikki's uh, Facebook page. So reach out to her that way. Um, uh, I always end with a couple silly questions. Just a couple of don't think too hard on these. They're not that kind of questions. So I want to have a little fun with this. Um, yeah. Okay. So I'm a Southern kid. I know you're not a foodie like I am, but I got to ask. Cornbread or biscuits? Uh, can I say cornbread with honey? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's my yeah. answer. That is a great answer. Okay, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Oh, man. Would you want okay. it to be? Well, I used to joke that, and this was before I found out that I may or may not be a communist. Um, I used to joke that if I want, if I was to have one superpower, I would take one for the team and I would have this ability to just walk through, say, Highland Park High School and touch anybody's shoulder and they no longer can have kids or they um, I know this is terrible. I know I'm getting everybody in the room is like, why are you saying that? But but the it, truth of the matter is that um, like how you went I specific still, on that, too. Uh, I brought it home. I knew you would appreciate that because yeah. you know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm from too, I, I live in Topeka long enough. I know. So, so, the, so let you me could tell touch you. someone and they would not, and they would not reproduce. I like that. Absolutely. Or maybe unique. just, maybe just not for a few years. Maybe okay. just, just not, just right, just not right now. Okay. This one won't yeah. be nearly as, uh, as controversial. <laughs> okay. If you're, if you could have any celebrity as your best friend, so this person you can deal with every single day, all the time. Who would that celebrity be? Tanning Chatham. Okay. I what? He's hilarious. No, it's I, not I, Ryan Reynolds. Ryan Reynolds is funny. It's a good choice. But yeah, Channing Tatum's a good choice. No, I I, I got you. All right. All right. I, I there's no wrong answers here. We we've we got to be honest. So that's yeah. You know the most popular answer is on that question? What? Kevin Hart. You know, he lives here in Miami. Answer. Yeah, he lives here in Miami, yeah. and mm, I've seen some of his at-home stuff, yeah. and he's just not as funny in real life. Okay, okay. Yeah. Well, hey, Nikki, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Uh, it's this is super. We will get this out, and I hope that uh, I hope people reach out to you. Um, I just think the world of you. I think what you're doing is wonderful. 
You're helping so many people. And I think you're one of the best coaches I know, honestly. There's a lot, I know a lot of coaches in a lot of different places. And I think you're one of the best ones I've ever met. So congratulations to you. Congratulations on your success. I mean, you've just, you've grown so much in the years I've known you. And I I couldn't be prouder to be your friend and to see what you've grown into. It's it's been pretty awesome. So uh, thanks for coming on the Coach Bono's podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hey, Coach Bo back here. I hope you guys really enjoyed that uh, interview with Nikki Levine. He, I had some quotes off here, some great stuff. Um, a couple of things I wanted to bring up. One, you know, she's working with 5,000 people underneath her. And uh, we talked a little bit about, you know, uh, how do you find those other coaches? And I want you to think about that when you're looking for other coaches, other people who can get involved. Leaders engage and you find that leaders are the ones they emerge on their own and they're the ones who engage others anywhere you've ever been, whether it's in you know a team setting or you know just in a group, you'll see that the leaders do engage others. They're though that's the ones who sit around and wait for someone else to make decisions, even if they're not being bossy about it, they're saying, Hey, let's help, let's let's find the, the solutions to these problems. So I really like that. The leaders are the ones who they engage in the issues, and they're the ones who uh, who lead. Um, I love also, you know, the weight loss piece. You know, accountability is more than numbers on a scale, and I think that's so key in so many things. Whether you you know you coach a sport, you think about wins and losses, and it's how you get looked at. But really, as someone who's been on that part of the coaching side before. I don't think of things really as just wins and losses. It's really what have you built up people and helped them uh, obtain? What kind of skills have you taught people? You know, what have you been a positive influence on people? Uh, Nikki has that about her, and her story is pretty incredible. Um, another thing I think is important, you know, when you're trying to be a leader, you're trying to grow, whether it's a business or your team or a personal life, being okay with letting go was something else that she talked about as well. And I think that's so important. You know, I'm someone who, you know, a few years ago decided to do my own thing. And that was difficult to make that decision and say, hey, how do you, you know, you don't have uh, handrails. You don't have a a job sometimes. It's really about building your own thing. Uh, Being okay with letting go and not being as safe. It's it's, it's actually, you find uh, with the old adage, if climb out onto the, the limb of the tree, that's where the best fruit is. Yeah, I once heard that. I really like that one. So um, the other piece I really like, people who are leaders, people who are coaches, they try to instill the I am concept in people. Being positive and trying to uh, help someone become positive, it's not about what you are wanting to be. It's what you are. It's, you know, we are all something underneath, you know, um, what, you know, I was talking to somebody recently, and they're like, you know, you still call yourself Coach Bo, and I'm like, yeah, but I don't coach anymore, but I do coach at work, and you know, through my job, and I always say, well, you know, I'm not really, a, you know, I'm Brian O'Connor, but it's Coach Bo, and you are who you are, and I am a coach still, you know, you are a a, a mother, a father, a, a student, whatever it is, taking accountability for who you are. And that I am concept, I really, really like this. Uh, that was really great. The last quote, and I, I swear I'm going to use this. I'm straight stealing it from her. I told her off the air. 
Time tokens are non-refundable. That is one of the best damn pieces of advice I have heard ever. Time tokens are non-refundable. We spend so much time on things. And it's not necessarily that we are thinking about, you know, um, wasting our time, but being more efficient with time. You know, if you're coaching some people or you're working with, even in your personal life, time tokens are non-refundable. So don't let those folks who take up your time, who it maybe it's not worth the time or the energy or the effort, you know, don't let people ruin your time. Remember, those are non-refundable tokens. Uh, that is a really, really awesome, and I'm going to be stealing that from Nikki for quite some time. So huge thanks to Nikki Levine for joining us on the Coach Bono's show. Uh, thank you to Tyler Jones, everybody at Studio Soapbox, for all you're doing behind the scenes. Most importantly, thank you to you, the listener. We wouldn't be doing this without you. I enjoy your feedback. I'm enjoying this process. This has been a lot of fun for me. I'm getting a little about it myself as well, and really kind of putting myself out there this way has been a lot of fun. A little bit scary, but fun. Uh, don't forget to rate us and review us. Look, if you like the show, it's a huge help to me. To everybody at Studio Soapbox, take a second, rate us five stars. Uh, you can do that on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, anywhere you get your podcast. We appreciate every five stars. Till next time, I'm Coach Bo Brian O'Connor. Have a great week, and remember, time tokens are non-refundable.